0: Gentlemen, you're listening to
1: Male Reasoning. one day my shoes, <laughs> don't do four, full for lose. Sixteen
2: shots when the gang can pissed I knew what do for a decent house and a of food. don't make the news going up just out week to just welcome
1: guys to another episode of male reasoning i'm your host Dwayne, here with my co hosts Chrisanne and Carrie. guys how are you guys doing today
2: I'm doing pretty good. It is Monday, almost the end of the week, since it's a short week. So, definitely looking forward to the end of the week.
0: <laughs> well, it is a Monday. Still enough time for things to go haywire.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but you have to always think, you know, of the positive. You can't, can't always think of the negative. Just always have a backup plan, just in case, though. That part.
0: True. My backup plan these days is no plan. Oh, why is that? Just, just what roll with the punches. The every every single time I try to plan my day around work, never works out as planned, uh, and that has been the case for at least the past ten years.
2: Wow! Oh wow! It sounds like <laughs> so, there needs to be there's a um a time for a change.
0: Well, no, nah, well, it's not it's not the job. It's just that things are so dynamic mm. that. This minute, I think I have time to work on X amount of things. Just like before this call,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I was 100% free. I was like, well, I need to take a look at this thing. And then that turned into, oh, I need to be on a half an hour call. So it, it never really works out if I plan to the minute or not even to the half an hour. So. Oh,
1: well.
2: Dylan Howard, how was your day?
1: This is going OK. Uh, just like Carrie. Planning stuff for me, especially lately, the last couple of months has been very adjustable and just kind of like being able to adapt on the fly because you never know what happens. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chrisanne? How do you deal with these unpredictable stuff that pops up with work in this COVID time?
2: Um, I just kind of just work through it I'll get irritated because I don't really like when things throw my schedule off but there's not really much I could do to like avoid that um, so I just you know go with the flow type of thing okay, okay.
1: but you know we're here today we're going to discuss some red flags try to wrap this series up what we're doing um, mm-hmm. today we're going to kind of focus on family and Kind of upbringing, you know, parenting, you know, different family relationships you might have. What are just some red flags that you notice with family members? And how do you, one, identify it? And once you do, how do you kind of navigate with that family member? Mm. So, like, I'll start for me, it was. The biggest issue I had was being told something without an explanation as to why. So it's like you're told, "Oh, don't do this," but you're not told why you're not supposed to do it. Which, like, it doesn't explain anything. As a kid, you're growing up not knowing why you're not supposed to do certain stuff, and that's just to me a parenting, I guess you'd say, red flag. Where it's like there's no communication, there's no explanation. Mm-hmm and you're just kind of left to figure it out as you get older as to why you were told not to do something. Mm. So then it kind of puts a limit on the kid because then the kid's growing up scared to do anything because he was told not to do anything. Mm. If that makes sense. And then To me, I see those people more the social outcasts, the little hermits, the people that are a little awkward because they haven't really been outside. If that makes
2: sense. That definitely makes sense. I think, um, like, to piggyback off of that, with parents, I would say the new generation of parents are a little bit different from, like, our parents because I feel as though our parents, as you said, they'll tell you not to do something, but they don't explain why. So to me, it feels like, they're telling you not to do it because they somewhat have experience with whatever it is but at the end of the day they don't they don't realize that you kind of have to go through or learn certain things on by yourself does that make sense
0: certainly it does
2: so i would like my the per- the people that I grew up with um, It was more So don't do something Because I told you not to do it Or because I said so So no, as you said doing like no real explanation As to why not to do something But in the event that you do go to do, do what they told you not to do Now you either in a whooping or you getting yelled at Because you didn't listen
3: Yeah
0: Definitely yeah. I, I kind of want to give the peer, or parents, or at least or parents' generation a little past, though, because they grew up in the same way. And, and that there, there are many things that you'd hear growing up, and you're like, okay, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. That's what they told us when we were kids. And they, they grew up in a time frame where they couldn't ask questions. Asking a question, asking why was you being defiant? So they ended up growing up in a way where they just do as they're told and they end up, that's that's the playbook that they have that they used to raise their kids. Although where where I would consider it a, a genuine red flag is our generation when we become parents, if we do the same thing to our kids. Because then we're not breaking the cycle of poor communication.
2: But to kind of like play the devil's advocate if they grew up like that wouldn't they want wouldn't they not want to do the same thing that they went through to their children not
0: necessarily from that. not necessarily from the standpoint i agree with it to some degree but i also disagree because they also grew up in a low to no technology low to no information era so What they grew up in within their district, in their little town, is all they knew. They didn't know anything else. Us, on the other hand, mom and dad says, don't do this, and then there's no explanation. We can actually go out, talk to our friends, go on the internet, look for stuff, and say, okay, this kind of makes sense, but I need to know their justification. I'm kind of annoyed that they didn't communicate it, but for them, it was just what it is. It's like a big sign. You don't know what the sign means. You just know that it's there.
1: Yeah, I I see that. But, like, example for me was, like, I was told, oh, don't go, like like, with a car. Sorry, I got flustered. With a car, I was told, oh, don't go to, you know, the guys on the side of the road doing the tire shops to get your tires done because... And it was never really explained. And then it was just like, don't go there. And that was it. Whereas when I did go there and then I experienced what happened with the tire, I was like, okay, that's why. But it was never fully explained as to why I shouldn't have gone there.
2: Yeah, that that does make sense.
0: And from, from that standpoint, I will agree that that is a huge red flag, because then you're forced into a situation to learn directly when you could have just learned vicariously from an explanation.
2: Exactly, and that makes sense. Like, if you can't explain something to me as to why or why not I shouldn't do it, then I'm gonna have to learn on my own. And when I do learn on my own, it's like, well, you couldn't just tell me that. Like, you couldn't just explain to me that's, that's the reason and then they're going to be like, "Well, you know, if we some type of explanation they try to give you and that, that's when they cover it up, try sweet talking. Right. Right. And that's another red flag, <laughs> trying to cover up things that go on in the household. So Explain. um so in in certain household, right? If anything was to happen, mind you, your parents would be on the phone talking to their friends or other family members telling them how you did this X, like this, that, and the third. But the second you, I would say like, if you went to go talk to a teacher or anybody, any other adult, and you tell them exactly what's going on, it's like, now you look like the bad person. Why are you spreading the business that's supposed to stay in the house? And it's like, well, you do the same thing.
1: That one. That that because it's it's funny because you are mimicking what you see, but when you do it, you get in trouble. But when they do it, it's okay. It's just like where's the lines of separation in what's right and what's wrong?
2: There are no lines. See, and that's the problem. That is the problem. There should be lines that parents need to realize that when they cross it. It's like you're giving your child that okay that they can cross it too. Because they, they always say children live what they learn yep. type of thing.
0: Yeah, you know, I, was, I was literally just going to say that. And actually it's the reverse for me. It's children learn what they live. Because you, can, you, can, you end up living what you learn ultimately. But it starts with the, the, the living part. The learning part, sorry. Whatever, I just kind of confused myself but i had the same conversation this week similar conversation not necessarily about doing things and not doing things but just in the way that at least modern day parents and in some degree parents from the yesteryears did the same thing too in that they did one thing not necessarily specific to carrying business or talking about specific things but i was talking about empowering your child to do or be whatever they want to be i had this conversation with my mom actually a few months ago then with my wife recently is i kind of feel annoyed when parents or adults in general tell you oh you can be whatever you want to be yet you work to the same job for the last 30 years that part where where was you where was your being anything that you want to be I'm going to do exactly what I saw you do because that's what I learned. That's what you taught me. So how can I be this great, brave person and you never exhibited the same bravery that you're telling me that I need to be, you know?
2: No, most definitely because at the same time, it's like they tell you you can be whatever you wanna be, but the second you decide to do something that they don't agree with, it's like no, I don't want you to do that like for example, if someone wanted to do like culinary arts and they went to their parents and was just like you know, I feel like I want to you know, pers- um, pursue being like a chef, and they're like nope, you can't do that, choose something else it's like well, you're telling me I can be whatever I want to be, but you have expectations as to what you want me to be so I have to be that Does that make sense?
0: Yep, it's be whatever you want to be as long as it's one of these things that I want you to be.
2: Right, which nine times out of 10, it's lawyer, doctor, or something along those lines.
1: It's all about the prestige or the position
2: that That they want you to attain.
1: So that's the problem. They want you to get certain jobs, but then it's funny, I saw a, a comedy special this weekend where a comedian was like his mom pushed and said oh you know you need to go to be a doctor and he didn't he became a comedian and he's a big disappointment and then it's like mom you need to go to the doctor it's like why they just want to take your money but you pushed me to be a doctor yeah so you could take other people's money it's like it just didn't make sense but it was just funny like they want you to be something but they probably wouldn't even go or support you if you try to do what you want to do it's it's crazy
0: that's that's definitely an issue in our society and it's never going to stop. As kids these days have the same kind of ideas and mindsets to it's like do this, but it has to be within this kind of realm of things.
2: Exactly. And like, I feel like this is like the elephant in the room, but I feel like a lot of parents, they tell you And we're all adults here. They tell you don't have sex before a certain age or don't don't have sex at all. And it's like, well, you're telling me not to do this, but you're not telling me why. Like, what are the repercussions of, you know, having sex or having unprotected sex? And then when you have sex and then all these different things start happening, it's like, well, you didn't explain to me why I shouldn't do it. But now that I'm going through it, it's like, well, I should have, either a listened or b i'm glad i did it but i don't feel like we get the talk in the black community
0: yeah. well the black community is one thing the caribbean community is a whole other That
2: part thing. that part
0: <laughs> because in at least the way that we were raised it's like it's it's not only taboo it, it the conversation just doesn't exist at all mm it's I hope you're not doing it and don't do it but yeah that's it
1: so these so guys didn't have any kind of sex talk at all no so there were um,
0: so there were there were general conversations around what certain things were and I did my own exploration as a kid and understood what everything was but there was no. Conversation around because like I never went away for college. I was at home for the entire time of university. So there was no okay. You'll be away from home. There are these things. None of that. That conversation just never right. existed. You're coming home every day. Yeah. Didn't mean I wasn't getting into stuff, but, but yeah. Yeah. So the, the the conversation never happened, and even. Even after I got through that or got to that point in life, no one knew what I was up to. Well I got coached through that whole phase by somebody else, thankfully. But it's it's interesting that the conversation it wasn't it would have had to be forced, it wasn't organic. We were we got Michael and I got the conversation of being careful. And try not to get into this, get into that, but the, a direct conversation about sex never happened.
1: Mm, okay, Chrisanne, what about you?
2: Um, that conversation never happened. It was more so, you know, <laughs> don't have sex or don't breed, as they would say in the um, right. in the islands. Um, but, but then even the don't breed, you don't even really know what that means
1: when you exactly, hear it exactly until you start having sex to really know what breed
2: is.
0: Exactly. Yep. The yeah. the one thing I will say the conversation that I do remember is if you go out there and you get somebody pregnant. Get up
2: on your own.
0: Well, it was it wasn't it wasn't get up on your own, but know that if she have a drop out of school, you are drop out of school too. This child yeah. is both are your responsibilities, not just hers. So in, in our mind it was like the world is going to end if, if you, you get yourself in
1: yeah, you the
0: because yes. all you've heard all your life is go to school, get an education so you can get into a good college, get into a good job. So now if I go do something that automatically equals to breeding somebody, that automatically equals to the end of my
1: life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that then ties again into the fear that they instill. Mm-hmm. They instill everything in a sense of fear. And it's like, mm-hmm. how so, do you expect us to grow up normal? Like, it's so yeah. crazy.
0: I was having a conversation with a friend of mine some months ago. And we are just talking about the differences with parenting you now and parenting then. And especially in America, when you, think, when you look at kids and how they interact with their parents. Right. Kids here know they have rights. Yes. It's like them born with them 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 bill of rights in them
2: yes. and them
0: pocket and Yes. When we were growing up, our parents were gods.
2: Yes. Facts. And so were the teachers. And, Don't forget yeah. the teachers. Yeah,
0: teachers, any peers, elders. Any adult was a god. They were gods to us. So they we had the fear of God in us whenever we came across an adult. I remember growing up being afraid to do things that would kill me. Because my parents are gonna kill me if my dead <laughs> think about that statement.
2: <laughs>
0: that is how yeah. much fear yeah. and it, it, it and it's not in, it's not even a matter of oh to get beaten or whatever because after a certain age mom and daddy stopped beating us but there was still this 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 enormous amount of fear that existed that you know we just not do certain things none at all
1: yeah I, I definitely feel that i grew up i i did have i didn't have a sex talk i just got some books and that was it wow, um, lucky then it was like <laughs> read these books and figure it out i was like okay cool yeah so did that and then after that i don't even remember like getting like I got in trouble because I was just I guess just bad because I was just curious and inquisitive so I just wanted to do stuff to see what would happen like I remember I got away with getting in trouble for like opening the uh valve for the baptismal pool so all the water drained out and like I took off running and a family friend saw me that could have got me in trouble, but didn't. And I was just like, man, she could have seen me and beat me. And I just have to take it because of the fear, again, of the adults. It's just, boy,
2: Wow. But wait, um, to counteract that, now that we got older, now it's a situation of, you're not going to have no pitney. When are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to get somebody pregnant? Oh, um, you know, the the clock is ticking. You have to hurry up and find somebody.
1: Didn't you just tell me not
2: to? (laughs) This is the one part
1: about it they don't even teach you or tell you parents don't even tell you how you're supposed to date or court to even find somebody to even go breed with
2: that part
1: they say go to school and then as soon as you finish school them say yeah, you forgot breed but it's like how do i do that can you just tell for the two things exactly
0: yeah they, and the the other side of it too specifically in in many ways the black community and the caribbean community the the family structure isn't necessarily consistent So not everybody has, like, I grew up with mom and dad at home, but not everybody has that same example to see, to say, okay, this is the kind of person that I should be looking for or not the kind of person that I should be looking for. Because many people grow up with a parent and then a worthless other parent based on that parent. So there is no, okay. So, what kind of person should I be looking for?
1: You know? Yeah. And then it's like where you get your examples, TV, exactly, precisely, social media, your friends from what Mm -hmm. they like and not even what Mm -hmm. you really like. So, it's like by the time you really find out and find yourself, Mm -hmm. you already ruined and been through so much heartache and issues that now you're starting to look for what you really want with all this Mm -hmm. baggage that you could have avoided if you were guided properly.
0: Or looking out of revenge.
1: That point.
0: Because there's some people that just look for heights to break now.
1: That point. (laughs) Did you you have another uh, red flag, Kerry?
0: Yeah, so the red flag for me... And I think everybody in every family has one of these, whether it be a direct parent or aunt or uncle that just compares kids.
2: Oh the, yep,
3: that part the, com-
0: the comparison. Like yes. for, for for me that was that was never an issue for me at home, but it was an issue for me elsewhere. So mommy and daddy never compared Michael and I. Never. Michael was Michael. I was whoever I was at the point in time. (laughs) But Michael was always, okay, Michael was prefect, uh, deputy head boy, all those things. So at school, I was the one that didn't care about schoolwork, the guy that didn't care books to school, always getting in trouble for breaking the rules. So... I never got any of those badges, and it was always, why can't you be more like your brother? And in many ways, from a family perspective, I saw that from aunts and uncles, because I just didn't care about life or anything, to be honest. Probably still don't. Well, I do care (laughs) about my family now and stuff, but yeah, I just never... never never paid attention to things. If you ask me what school, high school was like, I can't remember beyond the probably first couple of months of first form, last couple of months of fifth form. I just didn't care. So I, I'd get that I'd have I know one particular aunt that she she doesn't do it anymore, but she has a thing. She compares a lot and it's something that used to annoy the living daylights out of me as a child.
1: Definitely agree with that one, man. Um, Chrisanne, would you, do you have anything?
2: Oh, yes, I do. So piggybacking off of that, Carrie. So with those, not like the parents or anything, but aunts, uncles, or whoever, it's always like they're comparing you to someone else. But when it comes on to their child, nobody can talk bad about their children. Yep. And it's like, well... You keep as we would say in um, the Caribbean is like people tend to put their mouths on other people's children, but not really paying attention to their own. And it's like once their child kind of, you know, steps out of, you know, the pristine of how they see them. It's like now they don't want anyone to say anything or it needs to be kept like hush hush. And it's like, absolutely not, because you were just comparing me the other day. No, ma'am. 100%
0: 100%
1: agree <laughs> Definitely I, I don't I don't think I've ever I don't have My mom only child My dad I have a brother I've never been compared I don't think to him On my dad's side My mom tried the comparison thing to friends And I had to shut that down Because you're not going to compare me And try to make me feel bad and guilty Into something <laughs> Like, no,
2: that's
0: not going to work. Mm-hmm. I I hate comparisons. Comparisons suck. Definitely. Um, There's there's nothing wrong with saying that some people are similar in the things that they do and things that they like, but don't expect me to be somebody else.
3: Right.
1: Chrisanne, did you have any other red flag you want to share? I know you have to dip out.
2: Yeah. um, I would say another red flag within families is, let's see. When you start working, right, you get your first big girl, big boy job, and now they expect you to pay for everything. Pay the rent buy groceries while they're just like if they're working then you know they expect you to still do everything if they're not working then that's something different but for the parents or the guardians who think you are making a large sum of money and you should be able to take care of them now it's like well this is your job to take care of me because you're my parents guardian
0: Huge red flag.
2: That part.
0: Yep. That growing growing up, you'd hear about the, the old age pension, which is just people having a bunch of kids so that they can have a sure retirement plan, which never worked out in their favor by the time they got to that age. But I, I agree. I don't think it's it's no child responsibility to take care of their parents. It doesn't even matter what's going on with your parents. You choose to take care of them if you can. It, it shouldn't be an obligation.
1: But the problem with that is most of our parents in the generation that we're from, our parents use us as retirement. So what about that point? Like, oh. to me, that was a red flag in itself. They were having kids not for the love of let's have a baby. It was like, let's have a baby to make sure him can, you know, become something and help out around the house and, you know, stuff like that. So,
0: you know, yeah, I I think for, for those parents with all due respect, you suck, (laughs) but like for me, I've had this conversation with my mom almost monthly in a way just things come up and we talk about it and she doesn't expect us to do anything for her when she gets older, but naturally as her kids were going to, but it's nice knowing that your parent not only thinks about it, but verbalizes that I am not your responsibility versus I have friends or friends of friends, adjacent people who their parents, as as Kristen was mentioning, the moment they got a job, their parents quit working. Decided that they're gonna move in with them, and now I am your geriatric baby that you're gonna have to take care of until I die. That point, and so it. It, it's not right. I don't I don't think it, it's fair if you're ill and you you need assistance. That's a different thing. Right. But when you make a choice that you are now just going to be a burden.
1: Yeah, fire for that. Definitely agree with that. Um, Sassy, did you have uh, something you wanted to share on this uh, red flags topic as well?
3: Um, hello everyone can can you guys hear me
1: uh do you speak up a yes. little bit it's kind of low
3: can you hear me now
1: yeah that's a little better okay
3: um uh, the topic was uh parents expectations on their children raising them when they get older is that what you guys are talking about
1: uh Carrie what was the uh, one you just did the comparison
0: yeah I did comparison first and then kristen um, brought up the kind of relying on your kids to take care of you once 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 you've gotten to a point where they think that you now have a good job, you're making enough money to be the, the head of the house, pretty much? Um,
3: my family situation was a little different. My mother had me um, at an older age, so I have older siblings that probably had to face that before I did. Um, But it was kind of already expected because my mother um, is a single mother and we've literally seen her struggle. So it's kind of I think for people who grew up like me with in a single parent household, you want to help your parent, depending on the dynamics, like the relationship you have with your parent. So when you get older, even before you get older, you want to help. Like I was paying my mom's rent at 18 at least half of it, and I and I wanted to at the time because I've seen her struggle. Um, but over time, you start to notice that your parents are slacking because they see that you can help, and then they don't want to pay their own bills no more. So it is like a double-edged sword because it's like, I want to help my parents because they did so much for me growing up. But at the same time, I want to live my life so I can understand I can understand why some people are hesitant to help in their parents.
0: I, I think there's a difference, though. So kind of the point that Duane mentioned earlier is when we were growing up in more of a, a cultural difference, I'm not going to say it's a general thing. A lot of people, a lot of parents, had kids solely to have someone to take care of them. But there like in your scenario, you saw what your mom went through and many of us kind of saw that kind of dynamic with our parents and made the decision to help where we could, but it wasn't necessarily an expectation that this is this is what you will do, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I think I think there's some people who experience a little bit of both. It's like mm-hmm. I see my parents struggle. And they also expect they also expect you to pick up the slack when you get older or when you're eligible to start working and there's some that's like um i struggled but it's okay you don't have to do anything i just want you to have a good life you know there's yeah. this those set of parents that feel as though even though i struggled to get you everything you need so you can be you know, well off, you do not have to help me. I'm just proud that you're doing well, you know? So I think it really depends on the dynamic of that parent-child relationship. It's
1: true. Definitely agree with that point. Mm -hmm. Did you have, Sassy, did you have uh, another example of maybe a red flag um, that you've experienced or seen in a family dynamic?
3: uh give me an example of red flag
1: um, comparing kids uh would be an example uh what else we said earlier Carrie
0: we talked about comparing kids what we just talked about just so no, um the no communication
1: oh yeah like um when you're told not to do something but it's not explained to you why
2: Mm
0: -hmm. allowing you to learn the hard way versus learning from their examples.
3: Yeah. I think a red flag is talking to your children as if they're never going to be adults. Like, I've seen parents keep their children, even as they're growing as a teenager, they keep their child, like, they want to keep their child innocent so they don't even tell them about reality. Like, at certain ages because I remember like in middle school and even the beginning of high school me and my friends started to realize Mm -hmm. some of us some of our parents tell tell us stuff and some of our parents Mm -hmm. shield us from stuff because you know you get you get super curious around that age whether Mm -hmm. it's working um living on your own sex Mm -hmm. just life in general and we've noticed that like when I went to some friend's house I've seen their parents would just straight up tell them oh, you, you know you gotta um, make sure you do this so this won't happen. And, and I'm like, oh, my mom ain't never tell me that. So I think a red flag is kind of like keeping your child sheltered too long. Like, I think at certain ages, you're supposed to expose them to reality versus them finding out later. Like, I've seen it. People in college okay. figuring out things that it's like, damn, your parents ain't never tell you that. I'm trying to think of a good example, but I can't right now. But I think that's a red flag. Like trying to keep your child, because there is parents that's like, if they don't ever know about this, you know, it's the better, you know, because it's like certain things. If you tell your child, they're gonna they're gonna wanna go do it, so they can. It don't have to be negative. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like maybe maybe getting a savings account. Like, I don't know. It's like, it it doesn't have to be extreme and it doesn't have to be simple, but I just noticed like, for example, Christmas, Christmas is coming up. Like they don't tell you that you honestly have to save. If you wanna buy these many gifts for these many people, it's best to start off purchasing those gifts or saving for those gifts earlier in the year versus trying to do it around the season and going broke and not expecting people to give you gifts back. You don't really learn that until you actually start buying people gifts for Christmas. Like I feel like things like that should be talked about early on instead of figuring it out with your friends when you turn a teenager. To me that's a red flag. Like stop keeping your children in the dark. Like if Definitely you had agree. them, if you had them, set them up for success. Don't make them figure things out with their friends and then we're, we're doing what we see on TV, you know, versus getting the real advice from real experience. Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people say they learn things from their aunts and uncles. It's like their parents are so scared to tell them the truth. And I feel like you got to be honest with yourself in order to be honest with your children. So that's a red flag, like just not telling your children the reality. Like I understand Keeping them innocent as children, but as they're growing up, they're gonna get curious. So just tell them versus them finding out from the world and they don't interpret it right. You'll be the best person to break it down for them because you're, you know, you're their parent.
1: I definitely agree with that. And totally. The way you explained it was amazing. That's why I was so quiet. Like I didn't want to interrupt you. That was great.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like the way that she phrased it kind of put me back to primary school in a way where not on the negative side, more on the positive side where I remember getting up a couple of mornings. It happened over a course of a couple of years where my mom would give me money and show me how to write up a bank slip. This was primary school and pretty much go to the bank in my lunchtime to go pay, I think it was my brother at the time, brother's school fee for high school. So I knew how to write up payment slips on all those stuff, join the line in the bank, know what to ask the teller when you get up there. But there are a lot of people that I grew up with that never knew that at all, had no clue what that whole process was.
1: That's true. They're shielded. Yeah. They stay exactly. home playing video games Instead of being brought exactly. To tag along to get that real life Real world
0: Oh yeah It's stupid when you think about it uh, There's this joke Well it's not really a joke, more of a story um, I used to work with this guy That he was telling us One day At one of his previous jobs One of the girls that he worked with A young girl just got done with college starting school starting her first career came into work one day crying and they're like why what what, what's wrong with you he's like well the bank just called me and they're telling me that i'm in overdraft like okay not quite sure why you're so upset and her response was but i still have checks left so wow don't know who taught her about banking or an account or a checkbook. But in her mind, if she had check leaves left, she still had money. So she was still writing checks. And that is something that you should learn. People say you should learn this at school, but I think parents should be teaching kids about
2: money.
1: I I Um, definitely agree. Certain things should be taught both at home and at school. So it's reinforced to help make better people. But
3: it's not. I'm all for parents taking accountability for their actions. And if you decided to bring a human in this world, then I expect you to set your human up for success. Because after you die, they won't have you to ask you questions. I don't think that we should expect schools to teach anything. Like The public schools was made by the public and by people who really don't care I don't, I don't know. I hate when people put pressure on the schools when it's like no one told you to have kids. You mm-hmm. want your kids to be raised properly, you raise them. Like, I understand, like, with society, we have to work and stuff. But I've seen parents literally teach their children things that the school does not teach. So, I mean, but then we got, you know, humans who, who had kids for other reasons, out of love, because they were told to, because it's culture, and they didn't really... Ex- understand the extent of the responsibility of having a child and, and you know, making sure that they're successful. So they do put all that responsibility on the community schools and stuff and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's I, I always say that having a child and being a parent as well, you're raising a world citizen. You you're You should be raising someone that can function in any area of the world, any parts of the world. Clearly, I can't teach my kid all the languages of the world, but they should be able to observe, understand, and respect other people, other cultures, but as well be able to function and not need a manual for every stage or every part of their lives.
1: Definitely. Like, certain things should be commonplace as (laughs) discussions just growing up and coming up like we shouldn't have anything where it's uncommon or uncomfortable to have that conversation because as you gotta remember growing up as the kid you don't know anything so all you have is questions because you're curious genuinely oh yeah so the parent should know thinking about it from the parent perspective like when i was a kid i was curious and i didn't get the answers why not um give the answers to the kid like i just don't i don't get it sometimes Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's 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 weird it's there there are so many different dynamics that affect why parents did what they did and um, if you notice i'm speaking in the past tense because i don't expect modern day parents to do the same we're in the information age you can figure out stuff Whoa. within 5 minutes
3: my apologies yeah. i keep getting phone calls but i think modern day parents are doing a better job at at talking to their children and oh, telling yeah.
1: them definitely mm-hmm. we have more access to technology and we've identified something that we didn't know was before which is all the mental health stuff and the red flag stuff that we never knew what it was or that it was even a term for it we just knew we felt uncomfortable. We felt uneasy when this person came around because they said this to make you uncomfortable. Like, we yeah. never really knew what it was until now.
0: Yeah. Um, so kind of jumping off of the same, same red flag that we talked about, it's... I think it's more of a societal and a cultural thing, just from observation, clearly having two different perspectives. But growing up, there was always a sense of you have responsibility as a human. So there are just some things that you need to learn upon moving to this country and observing the way parents here raise their kids and some of the expectations, it's almost as if, and I can't speak specifically because I haven't been in any of these scenarios myself, but it's almost as if a lot of Americans, their kids are kids from the day they're born all the way up until the day they leave home, and then they're supposed to automatically understand responsibility and function in the world.
1: Hmm. It's interesting perspective.
0: Yeah, because like, you talk to a lot of people and they're they're like, well, as, as a kid, teenager, young adult, I never had to do anything at home. I never had to make my bed. I never had to wash, dish, wash dishes, never had to take all the trash, never had to mow the lawn. Never They had zero responsibilities. But then the moment they got to the age where their parents deemed it, you need a life, you need to go figure your stuff out it was, out oh, you go, go figure life out all on your own. It's like, that
1: does not make sense. Right, but they didn't know any better. So yeah. I, at this point, we can't like, you can hold them accountable to an extent, but then you have to also just kind of give them grace because they didn't know.
0: So- yeah, so it's, it's, it's not the kids that I'm worried about, it's the parents. Mm, Okay. It's, it's like kind of, it's pretty much the same topic that we were just talking about, but you completely neglected your duty as a parent for about 18 years of this kid's life.
1: Right.
0: And then all of a sudden they're just supposed to know that they're supposed to be a normal human being. And, and, and an example of that is, so I was having a conversation with my neighbor the other day and he's, he's from Africa, moved to the U S to, to do school. When he was in college, the three, three guys lived in a house together. Two of them, fairly responsible, himself and another guy. They kept their stuff clean. They did everything that they needed to do. There was this one guy that just never cared. His area was always a mess. Just didn't respect other people's spaces. None of that. Got to the point where they were throwing parties there, just like weekly parties, and they're like, yeah, this shit can't work. Your your side of the house is a complete pigsty. We're inviting females over. We can't have a place looking like this, so get your shit together. You have to go. They kicked him out pretty much in a gentle way, but he had to leave only to find out that that person was from a wealthy family where... He did nothing, they did everything for him. So he didn't even know the importance of making his bed, washing his dishes, keeping the space clean. He eventually learned it because he had to, because life isn't fair and the world is a mean place. But as a parent or an adult raising or in charge of raising kids, you completely dropped the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I grew up learning how to kind of take care of myself from an early age. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was weird when I was in college and moved in with people. And one guy asked me once, like, how long do you boil an egg for? And yeah. I just thought that was just like crazy at 20 something years old you don't know how long to boil an egg but you know everybody grows up different so Mm -hmm. like you said people have to learn whenever they get around to learning so Mm -hmm. but another red flag I wanted to kind of touch on was beating kids instead of communicating with them what their actions were and why it was wrong So like adults are quick to go for the belt because they're frustrated or they just can't be bothered to explain it and be patient with the kid. And it's like, to me, that's a big red flag. It's like, why have the kid if you know you don't have the patience to to deal with it?
3: I think discipline, um, physical discipline, spankings uh, came from cultural practices. I don't know exactly the historical start of it, but I I could tell it's more so cultural than than uh, a parent's choice. A lot of times when you hear when you ask parents, why do you beat or pop or spank your child? They'd be like, oh, because my mom did it or my grandma did it. So it's more so it's it's. That's how they were disciplined, so they disciplined their kids. They was like, "Well, it worked for me," you know. My mom told me not to do it. She popped me. I never did it again. So it should work for my child. So a lot of times, I think it's sometimes, yeah, it is frustration. But a lot of times, I think it's literally like second nature. Like I, some parents didn't even realize they were doing it until they did it. I think uh, I think it's culturally mo- mostly. And then uh, so a lot of parents don't think nothing's wrong with it. They feel like mm-hmm. uh, the pain is temporary. If I didn't put a mark on you or if you're not bleeding, you're fine. The pain is to remind you that you did something wrong so you won't do it again. And a lot of times that does work for people. Um, a lot of True. parents don't know that sometimes you might be you might be in, in, enforcing a new kink on your child when they grow up. And they become masochists. Like <laughs>
2: that,
3: that's, that actually happens a lot of times. I've i talked to masochists, they were like, Well, I used to get spanked as a child, beat as a child, so I love it now as an adult. Wow. So y- you are not necessarily correcting the behavior all the time when you think you're you're popping them or spanking them. They could just be filling the burn and not still not correlating mm-hmm. why you did that and how does that supposed to change their behavior. Like you know what I'm saying? So Definitely. I think a lot of parents are just doing things That their parents did hoping it works mm-hmm. But so, so. that is A red flag like think about the Type of discipline you're gonna Enforce when you have children so when they Come here you're not confused on What to do
1: exactly So Carrie I know Ooh. you have a kid what is yep. Your 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 view on this and like how do you Go about disciplining your child So
0: I think it ebbs and flows in many ways because I think, so there's, there's a very fine line between spanking your child and abusing your child as well as there is, I think there's a time and a place for everything. Um, But for, for us, and this is something that my mom reminded me of more recently is growing up as a child and to jump back to one of the other red flags that we talked about, they couldn't tell me not to do something without an explanation. So I do the same thing now. It's like, Corey, don't do that because X, Y, and Z could happen if you do that. She's two years old. I don't expect her to grasp it right now, but she will eventually understand or keep repeating the same things to herself and we've seen where she does that like for example she if for example now she's in jamaica if she gets a mosquito bite she tries to scratch it because clearly it's itching um her grandmother told her don't scratch rub and we've noticed that now whenever it happens again she tells herself the same thing don't scratch rub so translating that to a a more dire situation where she's actually doing something wrong. We've, we've seen where she's now coaching herself based on what we tell her. Uh, We learned very early that spanking her doesn't work. So just not, not in the sense that, Hey, you beat her and it doesn't matter, but uh, a slap on the hand to not do something. She still does it. She doesn't care to her. That's playing. So what we've noticed is talking through the situation with her makes more sense. It's a lot more talking that I would want to do. But growing up, I always thought that beatings didn't make any sense anyway. Because when you may be more familiar with this term, Dwayne, but Le Café Cool, the pain has to go away. That's true. And guess what I'm going to do once the pain goes away? Same Back damn thing I just got beaten for. It. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, the, there, there has to be communication. And uh, me personally, and this can kind of segue into another red flag, but from the day Corey was born, I spoke to her in the same way I speak to you, in the same way I speak to my wife, in the same way I speak to my parents. She is a human being, so I speak to her in that way and i think if you start that line of communication early kids understand what you're saying even if they can't act on it so just keep talking is 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 our way
1: okay wow okay I might have to, you know, if I eventually decide to, you know, have kids anytime, not planning on that, not in the future, but if that changes, I'll, you know, come to you for parental tips. So
0: Anytime. The, the only advice I give people as it relates to kids and marriage is take your damn time.
1: <laughs>
0: you don't need to be in a rush to do either. Yeah, because sure. y- your timeline is nobody else's timeline. It doesn't matter which parent is asking for a grandkid. It doesn't matter. Take your time. Do it in your timing.
3: See, I, I think, think that's another has, one. Go yeah, ahead. I think my she mom is. has re- relaxed on asking. Um, mm-hmm. she in the beginning, like when I turned like twenty three, she was asking for children a lot, and now. She's not asking as much. She's more so hoping. She's like, oh, you know, like she kind of like insinuates. And then when you have children, so she's not asking no more. So that that's better because when she used to ask, I honestly felt pressured. Like I felt like, damn, I got to actually have a kid soon. Like it was on my mind. But then when she stopped asking in that way, it made me relax. Like, okay, that's just something she wants. I don't have to actually go mm-hmm. make a kid right now. But yeah, if that pressure is there, those parents can really make you feel like you're worthless if you don't do, as they say.
1: Exactly. So like even that, the asking for grandkids, like they don't realize that that puts not only a pressure on you because now you might rush out there and have a kid just to have a kid to shut them up with somebody Mm -hmm. that then puts chaos in your life in a different situation that yep. you would have probably avoided if there wasn't no pressure to for you to go have kids.
0: hmm Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting how grandparents or or what do I call it, aspiring grandparents forget the struggles of being a parent yeah, when they have it. kids old enough to have kids.
1: But what about this switch? From you, you see a switch in your parents when you see a grandkid. Oh, yeah. 100%. They're not the same person. They're not as strict. They're not as so, mean. I, so like, I just don't get that point. Like, to me, I, that's a red flag. Why are you switching up now?
0: you the read, same person you were. I, I read a quote, and it's one of these weird memes um, a couple of years ago that grandparents, when they become grandparents, they're trying to get to heaven.
3: <laughs>
0: but, but when they were younger parents, heaven was nowhere on their timeline. So they were as ruthless as they needed to be with their kids. Wow. Well, yeah, there 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 is a huge switch. And I've seen it with both my parents and uh, Damar's parents. But... I just start ignoring it now and trying to find a way to combat all the nonsense. Because there's there's no point in asking them, why did you do this to me and not to her, or why were these rules important then and not anymore, because you're not going to get a good answer out of them. So I just ignore it, but they're, they're, it, it is annoying. It is. Extremely annoying to see the way they switch and how things, oh, and their their responses. I didn't know any better back then. It's like, well, shit, (laughs) that's not even an answer.
1: It's not, but that's what they go with. So we just at this point have to accept them and keep it going. Yep. So this uh, next point I had wasn't pertaining to really families, but more so just black people in general, that I think is a big red flag, which is like just the okayness of disrespect between black people. Just like we don't have no respect for each other. And like that adds to why there's so much conflict and drama. It was like, why do you think it's so commonplace for us to disrespect each other?
3: I think um, you have to. When you talk about Black people or the African diaspora, you have to remember that our our timeline got broken in just messed up throughout the years so it's not like i mean so has other cultures but we have literally been through a lot to the point where other people have tried to erase our own culture and history so yes we should be a little bit nicer to each other but the fact that we are so traumatized it's difficult like a lot of us who want the best for us as a community try so hard and it's frustrated by those who don't give a damn, those who who abuse our culture, those who just give up on life. Like, can you imagine how hard it is to, like, live in the hood and raise your children to not be like the people they see on the streets? You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it you can easily get angry by, by your own people because I'm trying to raise people in my home. To not be like you all, but you all are the, the example that I have to show them. But you look like us. right? Can you see why someone would be easily angered? Like, And a lot of times those people on the streets that are on drugs or just making bad choices, they didn't do it because they want to. You know, maybe their circumstances in their life have them like that. So it's like we got a lot going on within our culture that has separated us. And that's why it has made it so easy for us to. To, to talk like that to each other. But we don't really allow any other culture to talk like that to us, but we do it to each other. It's like a fucked up family. That's what we are. A fucked up family that's really trying to get it together, but it's going to take a lot more time and a lot more love. And whatever drives our culture has to change. Like the music industry I feel like if it's more love in the music, then there's going to be the music will be played in our households and our community and we'll see and feel more love. But until then, it's always going to be who's flyer than who, who got more money than who, who's better than who, because we were, you know, pinned up, pinned against each other by a whole nother race. So that still lives within us. The what they call it colorism, you know, it's just a lot. It's not. I don't think we do it consciously. We do it unconsciously, but it's it, it's going to take a lot to like remove itself because it's been going on for so long. It's it's like natural, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I I, I do agree, and I know I've shared this with you doing in the past is. I'm a firm believer that we, we transmit data between generations in our blood. And we learn from our past generations. And the disrespect, as Sassy mentioned, dates back to when our actual cultural identity was ripped from us. And identity became who your master was. And what area on the plantation you worked because they were all slaves but depending on where you worked you were considered a higher class of slave than the other people and hatred started there and then in, in modern day that, that same mindset still exists because now I can't be happy for my neighbor who just got his dream job is able to move into a nice community because he is now on the other side of the plantation in my mind. And clearly this is not me just in general, but yeah, the, the society that we're in, the, the elements that feed our society, that feed our culture, the music, the food, everything, it's, it's presented to us in a way where it's unacceptable to be okay with people that look like us within our own circles
1: as sad as that is
3: I mean it- I think there is black people that, that try to look beyond all those things but they're super religious and that's another thing that separates us yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, any and it doesn't matter which direction you go, there is some element of us submitting to somebody else's dictations, and because of that, there's a divide. So I'm a Christian, I do this, I do that. Because of that, I'm better than you because you're a heathen and you're off the world and you're a sinner. And money does the same thing too. I'm in this tax bracket. So because of that, I'm better than you. Oh, I'm a hustler. I can wear all these fly things. I can look this way. I can drive these things. And because of that, I'm better than you. So it doesn't matter which area in in life or community or economics you look at it. We're always trying to one-up each other as a culture or I'm better than you because of, even if none of those things actually matter because technically they don't.
1: Yeah. But it's crazy. Like you, both, you just highlighted a very good point, how subdivided we are and have been since slavery. Like you just pointed out tax bracket just in, in that alone that separates us from each other and feeling superior or inferior Mm -hmm. then you look at in terms of where you live that does it again you -hmm. look at religion that's another part it's like we're divided on so many levels how can we come together as one and you would think the collective would be skin but it's not
0: nope and and it's so easy to hate too because when you think about the tax bracket and community alone depending on the community that you live in and the tax bracket that you're in, you have access to certain things. So as a result, the person who doesn't have access to those, those things because he's in a lower tax bracket or in one of those communities that is not looked upon in a positive light, they're not going to look at you and be like, you suck in not such a nice way. And they hate on you because you have access to things that they don't have access to. And it it becomes innate because those generations start to build. A lot of people are 10 generations deep in some of these communities and they just can't break that cycle. And every generation learns from the generation before. So there's this, this hatred that is is bred, fed, and, and multiplied in these areas, whether it be the same thing on the church side. Oh, we're 10 generations Christians, and we go to church, and we do all these things, and you guys don't do that, so you're heathens. And it, the same thing. Un, but it's un,
1: funny because with your example there of the church, you have 10 generations going to church, and then when the one person says... But why did we start going here and doing this? There's Mm -hmm. no reason or rhyme to it. None. And then that person is then outcasted because you're questioning tradition. Yep. But if the tradition isn't based in anything that is substantial, then why are we going to continue it?
0: Yeah. Yeah kind of stupid, but a lot of the world is tradition-based.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Sassy, did you have uh, any other f- red flags that you've, I guess, come across in family?
3: Um, red flags in family. Well, family dynamics to me, I feel like it's super based on culture. Um what's a red flag? I think a red flag and this may be cultivated from can you hear me? Yeah,
1: you good.
3: This may be cultivated from parents, but a red flag I see is um I think you guys talk about it already. Comparison, but more so not comparisons, but more so um sibling rivalry. I mean, I don't know if that's a red flag or not, because people say sibling rivalry is common and normal. But, uh, like, I think um, it's weird how you'll see some family dynamics where there's people in the family that they're closer to their friends than they are their siblings, but I don't know. I've seen that so much. I I think it's normal. So I don't know if that's a red flag or not. But like, how close is a family supposed to be? You know? Because there's families where they're super close. They get together every weekend. And there's families like, oh, it's just the holidays. I don't even know my cousin like that. Just high and bye. Mm-hmm. So is that a red flag or not? Like,
0: I think it depends on scenario. Every situation may be different. There's a reason. There may be a valid reason for kind of separating yourself from the rest of your family's, primarily toxicity, because if if my family is toxic, I ain't going around them for no reason. So, and unfortunately that's going to cause my kid to not go around them either. But um, I think it becomes a red flag specifically to the closeness, like siblings being closer to friends or there's that sibling rivalry that just gets nasty. I think it becomes a red flag when parents manifest it. When as a parent, you outright show favoritism and it's, it's obvious, it's known that this kid is my favorite and I don't necessarily like you saying shit like you were a mistake. and the, that, Those things are red flags. But I think it's natural for us to grow apart from people. So it's okay to have friends and then become closer to them than your brother or your sister or whatever. I think that's normal in the way we evolve as people.
1: I I don't have that, I guess, luxury of growing up with a sibling to fully be able to speak to this. So my sibling, we met when we were older and couldn't really build that relationship because (laughs) at that stage we were already our own people had our own friends, had our own circles and, you know, like different things. So I always found it a bit strange seeing people that grew up with their sibling, not really be close to them. To me, that was weird. Like, uh, Shazzy said, I was like, to me, that was always a red flag. So to hear you say that it's normal to kind of just venture out, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So to, to add more context, it's, it's not that you're not close. For example, Michael and I grew up together. Close. Uh, your, best, your, your first best friend. We did everything together. Went to the same primary school, had all the same friends, same high school, had all the same friends. When we moved here, based on a work schedule, we kind of drifted apart in that he hung out with his friends, I hung out with my friends. We lived together. I probably see him twice a week, um, but it didn't didn't change the fact that once we were together and we went to do something, we were still brothers. We were still the best friends. We were still close. Even though I I live, he still lives with with mom and dad, and I live on my own. But when we are together, when I'm there, whenever he's here, we're brothers. We we still we're still the same two people that grew up together, but we're not doing every single thing together. So that is normal. But we're on the flip side, we're completely disregarding your sibling. Something's wrong with that. And I'm probably not the best person to talk on sibling rivalries or anything like that, because I lived in the same household with my brother for, Twenty, well, up until six years ago, and we've we've only fought physically fought twice,
1: and that was over Movado versus Cartel, and the other <laughs> one was what?
0: And you, you, know, you know the funny <laughs> thing about it, the two the two times we fought, I don't remember one of them, but one of the times we physically fought was over who would get to iron a handkerchief. <laughs> that just we seems were like y'all were bored, man. We were like ten and twelve
1: <laughs>
0: at the time. We've had multiple arguments, but we never—I never. There was never a point where I hated my brother. I didn't want to have anything to do with him. Never. All right. So, and that has a lot to do with parenting too. So, I'm not just gonna blame kids although kids do become adults and still make stupid choices but i i can't relate to having a sibling and not relate to them that way somebody that i grew up with
1: right yeah well we'll just kind of wrap it up there for this episode i will you know call it a day um gary thanks again for coming on today Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for having
2: me. I did a job, but then just looks like Harry Paul. So the captain should call him mm-hmm. Oscar. Hit the MO2 phone. Now I'm trying to compare with Color. I'm a family guy. I still got do of that Max from Shaw. I was on the island. I lost my tailor. Left on the wing last Sonya. never saw sunlight for nearly two years. I feel like Mac on changing color. I feel like a billion like a thousand times.